This is an ABC podcast. We can end the climate wars. Rugged up up top, tiny little booty shorts. Oh, I sold a kidney to buy that jacket. I was riding a lot of fences. Hey, is there anything more cleansing than a New Year's countdown? That moment we tick over into another year, it feels like there's so much opportunity, there's so much hope. But was 2022 everything you were wishing for? Was it actually the year we got back to normal? G'day, it's Dave Marchese with you for the shake-up for this final week of Hack for 2022. Every day we're honing in on a different part of the year that's been. Today, how 2022 changed us. Hack. I'm back, baby! <laughs> I just reckon this whole work-from-home thing is nonsense. Get your f***ing ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Yeah, nah, I don't know, eh? It's official. Footy's back. Schools go back and stay back on On Triple Triple J. J. Yeah, the new normal. How annoying is that term? People using it so much over the past couple of years. Don't worry, I'm going to really try not to use it too much today. But hey, like all shake-ups, you've got a top crew to break all this down with. First... He's a journalist, he's a podcaster, he's a radio presenter. Marty Smiley, what's up? There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there and is. And we're going to get into it. There is. There is. And how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. Happy hump day. You're happy to be. Wait, <laughs> is it Wednesday? <laughs> no, it's Tuesday. <laughs> you know what? That's Whatever day it is, let's go. Yeah. And also with us, she's a journalist, she's a podcaster. Right now, she's a radio presenter. Elfie Scott, welcome back to you. Thank you very much for having me again. And it's not been too long, actually. It was literally two shows ago. <laughs> But she was so good, we had to get her back, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I want you listening as well. Tell us what you think. Jump on, have a chat. Just send us a message. That's the best part of the shake-up. So we want to hear all your opinions. Let's go. Hack Hot Girl Summer Rules. Okay, so rule number one, you are the main character and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. On Triple J. Yeah, it's kind of funny looking back at the start of the year. We had no idea what we are in for. And a lot did change in 2022, but a lot stayed the same. Maybe more than we expected. Hack reporter Kimberly Price has been having a look back. Four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! We did it! This year started off so full of promises. Until... When I was elected, I said I would always be honest with you. So today I want to take a few moments to talk about the new COVID variant... It's called the Omicron. Just when we thought we were kissing goodbye to COVID, the subvariant Omicron swept through New Year's festivities and wiped us all out for most of January. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! International travel returned in a big way, but as we all raced to board a plane for Bali or European summer vacays, apparently we weren't up to the task. Alan Joyce angered travellers by saying, quote, Our customers are not match fit after COVID lockdowns. It's chaos. It's absolute chaos. It's just a nightmare. It's crazy. I've never seen it this busy before. I wonder if we're actually going to make our uh, our flight this morning. With celebrations postponed for two years after COVID lockdowns, we had a lot of catching up to do. Hot girl summer rules. Okay, so rule number one, you are the main character and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Hot girl summer was lit. Until it wasn't. Cases of three common sexually transmitted infections are rising nationwide, reaching an all-time high. Yeah, little awkward. But before you even got into bed, hoping to avoid the sky-high number of STIs, you probably had to go on a first date. 
and even that was a little clunky. Yeah, every time I order now, it's using QR codes. Hospo is definitely different, for sure. Our love for eating didn't change, but the COVID hangover still looms for the hospitality industry, with QR codes, two-hour sittings and selecting our own straws still part of the dining experience. Oh, I like food all right. I like pizza. I like bagels. While a lot of this feels like a slap in the face, music festivals actually did return. Rain, hail or shine. I've got mud up until my gooch. He does. (laughs) And I'm not allowed to see anybody. (laughs) And the big dance finally came home. For the first time in three years, the AFL Grand Final has returned to the MCG. As we make our way into 2023, there's still some remnants of COVID in our midst. But for the most part, it feels like we've broken up for good. Bye, Felicia. Pat. On Triple J. Yeah, it does seem like we're moving further and further away from COVID times. But I guess if the last few years has taught us anything, it's to expect the unexpected, right? I'm wondering, how do you feel wrapping up 2022? Is it a lot different to the same time last year? Maybe eerily similar. You're feeling kind of the same as you did this time last year. What COVID remnants are you keen to wave goodbye to for good? Call in 1300 555536. You can message in as well, 0439 Let's get into this with our Shake Up crew, presenter, journalist, Elfie Scott, presenter, journalist, Marty Smiley. Guys, Elfie, do you remember how you were feeling kicking off this year? Um, no, I don't remember <laughs> this morning or shortly before I walked into this room. <laughs> I have no concept. Do you know of where you are anymore. right now? <laughs> Not sure, actually, totally. <laughs> so no kind of real clear memory of being like, oh, this is the year things are going to change. Look, yeah, I think there was a certain sense of optimism. I remember everybody was getting their vaccines. Everybody was getting their boosters Well, we were just getting to know Omicron. Remember, like, it kind of first appeared late November. (laughs) You said it like we're meeting a new person. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, okay, is this something we should be worried about? And then it kind of really started to kick off during the summer break for a lot of people. Marty, what about you? Is there stuff that you remember about kicking off this year? that kind of sticks in your brain? Yeah, I mean, it was only like a few weeks ago someone brought up COVID and I was like, say what? What's that? You know? <laughs> and then I got it again. So oh, no. oh just it, recently? Yeah, yeah. Okay, So wow. I was like, we're done with that. <laughs> Those days are so behind us. And then I was sick in bed for two weeks. But the yeah, it's I definitely thought this year would be a lot different to the year before. And I think it, it is in terms of like we avoided lockdowns. Uh, they didn't carry on into this year. Uh, but we still had all these, like, signs that we weren't, you know, far away from it yet. You know, you're still having, like, the th- getting back to the sort of normal life we're all kind of yearning for is not quite there. And I'm not sure it will ever get back to the way things were pre-2020. Yeah, and that's kind of some of the stuff that I'm keen to get into a bit later, just the way things have changed for good because there was this feeling initially, right, that, oh, we'll just bounce back. We'll be exactly how we were before once we sort all this out, get it all out of the way. But it's very clear now that that's not going to happen. We've got some messages coming through. Someone says, started 2022 with COVID, ending it with long COVID. Oh, that's not what we want to hear. Was there one thing, Elfie, that you were looking forward to this year? Was it something like travel, for instance, or overseas travel that you were thinking, 
it's been a couple years. This is the year I'm going to do it. Look, we actually did go overseas. We managed to go to Europe for a month, which was shocking. And that was really nice. But I think actually what I was looking forward to most was trying to reclaim my late 20s, mm. which I've tried to do since by like going out and partying because, you know, <laughs> we were stuck in lockdown and I was like, oh, suddenly I'm old, right? <laughs> so I'll try and do this. And then it turns out I can't do it. young, yeah. post-COVID old. I just did not have five years before COVID. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it really did. I can't like party anymore or like stay out late. That's ridiculous. That's another interesting part that we're going to get to a bit later, how it changed our partying habits because mm. we looked into this on Hack this year and it really did. The way yep. people party has completely shifted over the past couple of years. Talking about travelling, the chaos of flying, it's continuing. Like still people will have their flights cancelled at the drop of the hat, mm-hmm. all the rest. But for a while, it was pretty extraordinary. Everything was being cancelled. Everything was overwhelmed. Qantas being hammered by passengers, by the media, for you know not fulfilling their obligations. Lots of issues with workers and staff. Do you think, Marty, we tried to get back to normal too quickly in terms of travel and that sort of thing? Definitely. That's capitalism for you in a nutshell. Like, obviously, there's going to be market forces that drive us towards wanting to return to being avid consumers, basically. Like, I went over to Queensland for a story for the ABC and they lost all of our luggage, which had all the cameras in it. So you can't really? really do anything without the equipment you came to the place to do things with. So... You know, definitely expecting that all of the flights were going to get there on time and there would be no issues after having basically, uh, you know, a downturn in in the amount of people being able to fly or not having any flights at all is pretty insane. And then we had those comments from Alan Joyce, the Qantas boss, being like, oh, travellers just aren't match fit. That's what it is, trying to shift all the blame back onto passengers. That was pretty rough. He let off a whole bunch of workers and tried to hire a bunch of workers that didn't know what they were doing as as well. So, yeah, of course that was going to happen. Elfie, you mentioned you were overseas. You went to Europe for a big trip. Do you reckon the COVID experience changed the way you travelled? Was there stuff you noticed that was kind of a bit different about this trip or just how we travel in general, like going overseas might be seen as much more extravagant now than it was for a a lot of people because it's pretty expensive and there's a lot more considerations. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I think we were really lucky to be able to get overseas, but I think the anxiety of it was always hanging over us, like flying was a bit of a nightmare. And I think the the thing that stood out to me most was when my partner actually got COVID. <laughs> that was like terrible. <laughs> and we got stuck in Singapore for a couple of days because somebody coughed on the back of his neck on a flight. <laughs> it was like clearly <laughs> ill. So like, I do think that like, as oh, much man. as it may have be, seemed a little bit more accessible, I think for people who are a bit more vulnerable, are people who are a bit older, it just doesn't feel like an option yet, really. Yep. Yeah, it's a different experience to different people, right? Like w- people might be heading back out there when people immunocompromised are still considering this a lockdown for themselves. Well, that's true. And we've got someone who's messaged in saying as a nurse in a public hospital, it's hard to think that people think COVID's over. With the pressures that we're under, it doesn't help that we've been understaffed for years, all of my colleagues leaving interstate. Yeah, there's, and there's so much pressure. It's kind of like we've got better at blocking it out almost rather than... 100%. And, you know, it's not in the news as much. We used to report on it every single day because we had the metrics coming out every single day. As soon as they change that 
You know, it just shows like where that you get information from can change the entire feeling amongst society. Like we were seeing it every day, so we thought it was more of a threat every day. And we don't have as much kind of confidence in the numbers as well because people are obviously testing a lot differently. Um, You know, maybe someone won't test when they would have Mm. um, a, a couple of years ago. That's also a thing. Somebody says, this time last year I was at my lowest point ever. Now I'm at the happiest I've ever been. It's been a big year for learning and new experience. I wouldn't change anything. That's so nice to hear. Great to hear. And I want to talk about the positive stuff as well because it's not all bad. Like there's a lot of good stuff that happened. Sport, as Kim mentioned before, in that little compilation, the AFL Grand Final returning to the MCG was a big one. Marty, do you think that that really helped Australians feel like things were getting back to normal? Stuff like those big sporting events, also music festivals, seeing those kick off again. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get into Swender in a bit. Still on that one because I was at Swender in the Grass this year and there was nothing normal about the mud fest that I was stuck in. Everyone tried it. Free. Everyone trying to pretend Splendour was normal. They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're back, we're back. Yeah. Like, no, 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 You're no, knee no. deep in mud watching, yeah, okay, you might be watching your favourite band but you're getting some kind of disease from this. Um, but the no, I thing. think th- there actually was a clear moment I had watching Sydney versus Collingwood at the SCG. That's when I was like, this is sick. Like, yeah. this is what I remember, like, feeling alive means. Like, when you're in a crowd of people and they're shouting for their favourite team or, yeah, you've got your friends around you who are getting a bit drunk and you feel, you're, yeah, it's, it, that, that's, when you, that's when I definitely feel the most normal is when you're able to do those things together. We, you know, we're human beings. We like to be around other people and, um, and connect. And that's a big part of feeling normal, I think. That's true. We've got Mo in Melbourne who's messaged in saying, you know, in terms of travelling, tickets cost more, there are fewer flights, all the flights are delayed, travelling sucks now. Yeah, stuff that we probably took for granted before that you'd book a flight and then you would be on it. Um, <laughs> like these simple things And your like luggage that. would arrive and at the it time would arrive. you expect. <laughs> exactly. Another person, Bron in Melbourne, says, I'm um, immunosuppressed. I'm pretty much still isolating as COVID is still potentially fatal for me. It's scary mm-hmm. for me being surrounded by COVID. COVID normal. I miss dating. I miss normal events, my friends, and I feel so abandoned by the government. That's another important factor. You know, people who are immunocompromised, people who are going through um, serious treatments, chemotherapy, that sort of thing, it's not normal for them. And as Bron says, it must feel really really kind of hectic and intense to see the rest of the country move on while you're stuck in this really serious situation. Like, that that has to be a thing. Right, Elfie? Yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, like we were saying just before, it's not that COVID has necessarily changed. Like, there are still these massive issues with how the health system is overburdened and things like that. But the politics really changed this year. And I think we all felt that pretty profoundly, especially just after Albanese took office and there was another COVID wave in about July Mm. in like midwinter. And it was one of those weird things where it was this this elephant in the room that nobody wanted to talk about and they didn't want to bring in restrictions necessarily. It was, yeah, it's very strange and it kind of gives you this kind of cognitive dissonance about what's happening in the world and what messages you're actually receiving. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting way of putting it because this is this bizarre like feeling hanging over all of us. Um, Anything that you particularly were stoked to see in terms of big events or just like live music being back? Have you been trying to get out there? Elfie, you mentioned trying to 
party a bit well, more. Like I said, I'm reclaiming my twenties. <laughs> I went. I literally went to the Offspring last night at the wow. Hall. Wow. If we need an indication of how much I am trying to retract my youth, Elfie's like any live event I can get on board with, Wiggles, anything. I'm yeah. there. High yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're all there. Um, what about eating out? That's. I know that sounds kind of weird, but. That's kind of changed as well the way that we do things, like making bookings, little windows where, you know, you might have a two-hour window at a restaurant and then being really strict about that, packing fewer people in, set windows, all those sorts of things. Do you see kind of changes to the way we live, Elfie, in that respect that are positive or negative? Yeah, completely. I think there has been this weird thing in the past couple of years where it's become impossible to go to a restaurant in Sydney unless you have a booking. And we're trying to book restaurants ahead of time for the Christmas period. And it's become like a game to try and figure out like where you can get a reservation. And yeah, I I think that that's kind of like a really negative part of the experience that you can't just sort of spontaneously go and do anything really anymore. Got some more messages coming through. Oh, sorry, Marty. No, I just, I know we're talking about serious things here, but as a personal gripe of something that has changed. Here we go. If I go up to the bar and I want to order a drink and they send me back to the table to order off a QR code. Oh, no. All right? It's 2022. (laughs) It's not 2021. (laughs) Yeah, the QR codes. Is that something that you really got around? Because a lot of people are like, I love sitting down at a table and not having to get up, line up. I want the QR code to die like the fidget spinner spinner has. There's some things we need to leave behind. (laughs) I forgot about the fidget spinner. I'll take a QR code if it's as well. Yes. If I don't want to get up, great. That's that's a good service for me. But you know I'm the gonna... annoying thing about the QR code, the one where you scan and you cut, but you can't order, and then you get excited, and then you're like, oh, it's just the menu. So like, <laughs> now I still have to get up. And you... Just give me oh, the paper. I know, I know. Um, we've got some more messages. Someone says COVID led to me being able to afford to buy a house. Weird times. Mm. That's mm-hmm. another thing that staying in for some people, like it was horrible. They lost work. Um, they really struggled. For other people, it was an opportunity for them to save. COVID experience was so different for so many people. Another person says, thanks to COVID and lockdowns, I started training outside. I'm now able to complete Mm. my first half Ironman in seven weeks. Okay. Wow. Even I went through a period of like, you know, working out and training. You're doing an Ironman, are you? Okay, David. But it's like, I'd like a fact check on this one. I'm not sure that's actually happening. Someone else says, it's almost like the airlines aren't match fit. Yeah, that was Reese there. It's true. Had some issues there. Masks, another big thing that was so much a part of our lives. I actually thought that we'd hang on to those a lot longer than we did. But Mm. as soon as the mandates were kind of lifted, a lot of people ditched the masks in the community, Mm. ripping them off for good. Were you surprised about that, Marty? I was a little surprised. I don't want to judge others. I should look at myself first. I was pretty eager to ditch them. Like, Mm. I do see their purpose... In, yeah, crowded places. Um, But it is definitely not that enjoyable to be walking around with one all the time. It's Mm. not something I miss about. It's And I think a lot of these things are triggers of something we all went through, right? You know, the mask is really symbolic of a period of time that we had where that's all we, that's the only way you could interact in society was to wear one. 
And so now we're trying to feel differently, even though there's something, you know, continuing on. Which That's is the, interesting. The pandemic, it's kind but, of like yeah. the mask, symb- like the look of it just symbolised a period of time for a lot of people yeah. and they just don't want to be reminded of that for, um, you know, better or worse, obviously. We've got more messages coming through. Jonty in Melbourne says, live music's been great. I've never been to so many concerts like the Terry's, Skeggs, Ocean Alley. Nice. Um, so many more than I did before COVID. A truckie has messaged in being like, not missing the COVID rules there, nasal swabs every three days, weekly border passes, stuff like that, all the bureaucracy that we've kind of forgotten about. And then PCR tests, they're kind of, there's changes there that have been announced this week. That'll change a lot next year because of that, yeah. That will change a lot and change the way people feel about um, testing and all the rest of it. People won't know they have it. Um, They won't know for sure whether they have it. I think there's a huge portion of people right now who probably don't know they have COVID, to be honest. Mm. All right, let's move on a little bit. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! On Triple J. Shit is getting real! (laughs) (laughs) Marty cannot hear that enough. I just forget, like, there were some really funny things that happened during the pandemic, and that was definitely one of them. We might play it again, Marty. You never know how lucky lucky you'll be today. Um, But, you know, not just the procedures that have changed since COVID. It's not just the technical things. It's a lot deeper than that, and we kind of touched on this. We have changed Mm. a lot over the past few years. How we live, work, have fun together. I guess we always thought that we'd bounce back to exactly how we were before, but... As I said, things have changed. It's likely that's not going to happen, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Here's Kimberly Price again. After two years of lockdowns, remote learning and working from home, 2022 saw the return of in-person things. Almost. It turns out a lot of us actually prefer to sit on Zoom in our tracky dacks. I'm sitting here wrapped in a fuzzy blanket, no bra on, face mask and I'm sending this important report to my manager and it's perfectly acceptable. Workplaces have been forced to adapt because if people aren't happy, they're chasing other options. People say it's a resignation. To me, it's not a resignation. It's a revolution. We're finally realizing our worth. I just reckon this whole work from home thing's nonsense. (laughs) Really? I, I hate it. And I think if you're a young worker, you want to be in a workplace where you can work you can learn from people and actually they they want to be at home but COVID has also taught others to find a work-life balance when you go to work but you don't put any extra effort in you don't go above and beyond and you don't take on additional assignments isn't that just like doing your job yeah quiet quitting it's a vibe it's taught us there's more to life than work and it seems the more we talk to people the more we don't actually want to you guys want to go out tonight yeah, 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 I don't think I'm going to make it, guys. 70% of you who took part in our What's Up In Your World survey told us that COVID has impacted their mental health compared to only 56% in 2020. While mental health dominated headlines over the pandemic, as we've apparently returned to normal, a lot of that help has started ending. The additional 10 sessions will come to an end in line with funding arrangements that were put in place by the former government at the end of this year. The pandemic has changed us, and now we're discovering how much so. Hack on Triple J. Yeah, what's been your favourite change the way we live over the past few years? How have you changed your life for the better, I'm wondering? Or maybe there's something you really miss. 
the way you partied with your friends before COVID or interacted with family. Let me know. Call in 1300 555536. You can send a message as well, 0439757555. You are on the shake-up. We're doing this all week on Hack. With me to chat about it, Elfie Scott, Marty Smiley. Marty, sorry to get all deep straight up here. No, man, let's do it. What do you love most about me? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we have enough time. (laughs) Things that have changed about you as a person. Are there big things that you've noticed you as a person that have changed over the past few years? Yeah, I definitely, I think I value different things more. I think because COVID slowed us down a lot, Mm. uh, that's carried on. I haven't tried to get back to a very fast lifestyle. I'm trying my best to, yeah, focus on my health probably a bit more um, or be more aware of it. And I I just think I prior to the pandemic I used to b- burn the candle at, at at both ends and when the work stopped I was like whoa okay yeah wow I've got permission to breathe almost and yeah that's just led to making more like conscious choices about how to limit like how work creeps into my life and where leisure is allowed to be and yeah just trying to yeah, have time for different things other than, yeah, just being driven by, by work and career. we got messages coming through saying the same thing. Someone says managers need to understand people want their hours back, travelling to and from work where time yeah. could be spent better. In saying that, don't take the piss if you don't get the opportunity to work from home. <laughs> and another person says, I'm just glad that the pandemic shifted people's priorities. So many friends changing jobs or taking time off for family, working less, valuing the time we have together more than just the treadmill of mm-hmm. work and rush. Elfie, yeah. thoughts on that? Uh, do I value other things more than the treadmill? <laughs> Elfie, are you a robot or do you have emotions? No, I'm wanting to know, are you similar to Marty? Do you see big changes in the way you live your life or not really? Yeah, totally. I think that we have become much more family oriented, my partner and I, I guess, because we were just away from them for so long when we were in lockdowns that it's a lot more meaningful to us, I guess, well, to be around moved. family and friends. Remember, you you went coastal. You yeah. were one of the people that got out oh. of the city. I went and visited her. Marty, like, oh, you came to my like, house. That's right. I got to stay in the house because <laughs> I was trying to get out of the city. But, you know, that was a big shift. Yeah, it was It was really nice at the time, but that in itself was like isolating, I mm. think. And then that really reinforced to me that I really want to be around family. I want to be around friends. Mm. And now I'm just trying to like drink that up as much as humanly possible. You know what? We've got a message here from someone saying feeling way more anxious in social situations. Oh. That is something big that I noticed with my mate saying social anxiety, huge, mm-hmm. um, that when things started to quote unquote return to normal whatever people started to go out again restrictions lifted they said I'm actually anxious about that after being having an excuse to stay inside and not seeing people for a long time Mm -hmm. that's freaking me out is that something that you notice with friends Marty yeah yeah I've probably seen it more in the general public I think when you go out to places now I think there's a sense that people are relearning how to uh, relate to one another and talk to strangers and that hasn't been come back that easily. Mm. I think I saw it at Splendor in the grass because I felt like the first time ever, like this is what climate change at a really high level, like further on will look like. We'll all be in these very, very difficult environmental catastrophic situations <laughs> where we have to work together. And actually 
when you see, when that happens, that social anxiety will prevent people working together and be more like a Hunger Games vibe. Um, oh, cool. Well, yeah. we're looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> we've got like four minutes left of this. That's wonderful. So good to leave us on a positive note there, Marty. Um, Elfie, things like great resignation, quiet quitting became big terms this year. What do we think of these big concepts that became really popular? You know, the whole idea of quiet quitting, um, is that a positive, do you think? Look, I think it's positive that we have that dialogue. Whether or not I think it's productive would be another question because I feel like maybe if you want to quit and tell your employer they're treating you terribly, maybe you should just say that explicitly to them. But, yeah, I mean, I think that it comes down to that reevaluation of our values and putting work second to all the other priorities in our life that are actually meaningful and fulfilling. So, yeah, I think it's fantastic that we have actually just started talking about this in a serious way. Parties, we talked about that like, mm. a bit earlier, but we did this story on Hack earlier this year where we talked about, yeah, people are partying differently. House parties, picking right up, people not wanting to go to the clubs as much. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice that, Marty? It's definitely a lot less venues than I remember that are open as late which is really sad because you do want to go out. But if, you, if, if they're still coming back from, you know, the pandemic in terms of so many places closing down during that time, it's hard to. But, yeah, the house party is probably th- uh, flourishing. And on Sunday night I went and saw Azealia Banks at the Enmore Theatre. Oh, yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, the city be back. <laughs> and it was one of the best crowds I've seen in ages and people were losing it. Like yeah. it was really good to see. I saw Kendrick Lamar last week as yep. well. There you're starting to get that feeling that, yeah, okay, we're back out and we're enjoying ourselves. Elfie would have been at all those too. Were you too busy at Offspring? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Marty's so much cooler than me. So, <laughs> so embarrassing. Got so many messages coming through. Someone says, since the beginning of the pandemic, I've removed risk in my work life, moved away from the city. I'm building up an off-grid simple life in the countryside. I don't want systemic or financial pressures in my life. Another person, I quit my job of six years because my job wanted us back four days in the office. I didn't want that. And a lot of people saying COVID's not over. Don't talk about COVID being over. Hey, we're not saying that. We're just saying for some people, you know, it it effectively is. That's how they're living their lives and and they're trying to forget it. For other people, Mm -hmm. they can't and it's not over and it's still a serious, you know, health situation we're in. Hey, that's all we've got time for. Big thanks to our Shake Up crew, podcaster, presenter, Elfie Scott, presenter, journalist, Marty Smiley. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having us. I'll be back tomorrow for another Shake Up. We're doing it all week. Looking forward to having your company then. Hack on Triple J.